gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here with the wife, the mother, the dancer, the educator, the novelist, the author, uh, the subject of two separate documentaries, of course, radio show host and, and podcast host. And you can see her documentaries on Melissa Vision on Roku or Amazon Fire uh, and or MelissaItellJoran.com. Uh, Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? Good. You know, listen, off mic, you and I just uh, were discussing that this is really like no other election that or election season we should say that that i could i could remember anyway i'll let you speak uh, for yourself but there's an incumbent the incumbent of course is president biden um a lot of democrats that i talk to um are hoping that it won't be president biden but you know we don't we have no idea who it becomes you know gavin newsom this and that and then the other side of the equation is is donald trump versus desantis and at the uh, at the very uh, you know surface of that, we have an ex president. Just think about it. We have an ex president who is the front runner for his party's nomination. I don't remember the last time we had anything like that. Um, but, you know, it's I I don't know. I mean, you have to go way back in history to uh, to to come up with a scenario like that. But uh, how unusual are we? Uh, how unusual is this situation that we're looking at? I think we just see a lot of chaos. We see, uh, we don't see it. It seems like the, the same, you know, the same suspects, the usual suspects. But you know, but we're still, we're we're so far from uh, from actually seeing a a, a real uh, race uh, being carried on. I, I, you know, all we have are people dropping in, dropping out. Well, not dropping out so much, dropping in on the Republican side. Um, we have an incumbent president who says he's in for it, and then we have we hear side chatter saying, "Oh, forget it. He's out. He's he's out in a couple of months." And then um, when we pair up the, you know, the, the 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 two former contenders from the 2020 race, people just sigh and say, "Oh, forget it. Not again. I don't want to deal with this." Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just it. I mean, it's. Uh, it's not exactly an all-star team that we we have to choose from here, and uh, uh, you know the the two presidents are very polarizing in different ways. Biden is less polarizing uh, on the surface. He doesn't tweet. He's not uh, antagonistic. He's polarizing because uh, because he's older. And again, I'm not trying to age shame anyone, or I'm not trying to uh, uh, you know be uh, elder insensitive uh but you know obviously he is not in his best frame of mind so that's where you know the polarization comes on the biden side uh the trump side is is obvious i mean he's um a very difficult personality to uh to deal with and some people love that the road rage people love that and uh and and some people realize that it's problematic or or feel that it's problematic i should say so it, it's 
it's not exactly like, wow, we got these two great guys that everybody loved or, or, or innocuous guys. Uh, you know, they're pretty polarizing. And because of the polarization, um, I, you know, I, I don't think anybody's uh, excited. Uh, and I, I, there are some people very excited about Trump. There's no question about it. I don't know that anybody's really excited about Biden. Yeah, I don't know, except maybe some... Well, the only thing I can think of is there is somebody who's very interested in Biden and, and, and his his health, his outcome. And you know who that is? Are you going to say Kamala? No. No, uh, no, Kamala. No, they're already plotting you know, her downfall. <laughs> really, they are, because, you know... The the prospect of Kamala, um, you know, it sends shivers up a lot. I don't know if it shivers, but it's definitely heartburn. Um, (laughs) A lot of people. So they are trying to think about how do you ease her out of this so we don't have to deal with her again. Um, Can you guess who was very very taken up with the president and his health and his well-being? Uh, Is it Michelle Obama? No. No, she couldn't care less about it. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens, she comes out a winner. Who is concerned about? Oh, Hillary? No. Wow, uh, the usual suspects are, on this end are, are mm-hmm. getting thinner and thinner. Um, not Gavin. Um, oh no, 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 no! You didn't. Wait, 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 wait! What are you saying? Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Now he he pretends. Well, I don't know if he's pretending. He'll say he's not. He he'll say he's sincerely interested in promoting the Biden reelection campaign. Yeah. But, um, he's kind of hanging in there, you know, making himself reminding us that he's there. He's in the wings, but he supports Biden. But he's yet he's there. Why? Why is he doing that? Because just as he got his way to the top spot in California, there um connections. I mean, let's face it, he's Nancy Pelosi's nephew. He does come from a, a, a family of substantial money and social standing and, and um, influence. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from his ability, um, but um, you know, knowing the right people, being in the right places, that, that, that really does add a lot to your, your resume. Um, he is making himself, he's sending us signals. You know, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Don't here. forget about me. Yeah, I'm here and I'm ready for my close-up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's funny that you say it like that because he's he's a handsome devil, you know. Yeah, yes. And, and he knows it. Yeah. And I'm sure he's one of those men. <laughs> and I'm not I maybe I shouldn't say it. One of those men who look in who looks in the mirror, you know, as he's passing by. Yeah, oh, no. There's... He catches his glance in the mirror. Oh, <laughs> I look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's uh yeah, he's handsome and he knows it. Uh, Frank McKay here with Melissa Itell Juren. And if you go to melissaiteldjuren.com, it's a great place uh, for a starting point. Uh, and check out the documentaries there. Frank McKay here with Melissa. Uh, yeah, I mean, with Gavin Newsom. Uh, well, it, let, let's talk a little bit about Gavin because he's he's the man that would be uh, a front runner or, or very high up there, I think. He comes from a large state. He's got a lot of money. Um, he's he's got the movie star looks. Uh, is he someone that we know that wanted to be an actor at one time, or uh, is is he always been a, a politician? I don't know anything about Gavin Newsom, to be honest with you. What do you know about him? Well, he started his political career in 1996 as the um, police inspector 
and he moved his way up. He was inspe- an inspector of some kind, police or postal or something. You know, he had a lower-rung job. He was inspecting he moved, something. Yes, and he moved. You know, he made his way. You know, he was. I, he, he went to law school. I'm, I'm not sure if he met his first wife, who, um, um, who was, by the way, the the fiance of Don Jr. Oh, Donald right. Trump Jr., yes, Kimberly Guilfoyle. I'm not sure if he met her there in law school, but uh, she was, you know, in the, she was either district attorney or, um, I'm not sure, or what, assistant, assistant district attorney in San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they met early on, um, and I guess their, maybe their political views or God knows what diverged, and well, he remarried, and he's He's, he has a family with his second wife, and he's happily married. This is the, 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 the this is his 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 family that he you know this is his the life he's presenting to the public, and she went on with two other marriages, and now she's engaged to Don Jr. But um, anyway, um, he, uh, he um, I'm not sure exactly when the big break came. I think it was when he became mayor. Uh, in, in, in of, of San, I believe it was San Francisco, and he became a you know he, you know, he became a wheeler dealer. I mean, just, you know, he he plotted his ascent to the governor's mansion. Yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, uh, you know he's done well, and and I'm sure his yeah. aunt Nancy uh, didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> aunt Nancy. <laughs> yeah. Aunt Nancy. Aunt Nancy. Can, can I Chris- be mayor? Yes, you can, Kevin. Oh, yes, you can. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that Christmas um, photo or family photo? <laughs> <laughs> and this is Nancy, and then um, and, and there is cousin So So, and 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 here is Nancy's husband, my uncle, and here I am, and I'm sh- I'm standing there with a big smile on my face because I know where I'm going in life. <laughs> with a little baseball cap on, even at at 20 <laughs> years old, baseball cap, and Nancy. You know, scratching his head, and whatever. Ah, that's my kid. That's my. Uh, that's my Gavin. He's gonna be a uh, chip off the old block. And uh, yeah, Nancy, we're gonna get him in the White House. We're gonna get him there, aren't we? Aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they they've got a little little dynasty, uh, a dynastic uh, set of dreams uh, going on there. What what is what is Nancy's husband up to? Paul, right? Didn't he oh, have yes. a he had Paul a scary Pelosi. moment? What's yes, that? He, yeah, Paul Pelosi, who I I think they're the same age, or a little, or maybe he's a he's a little bit older. I don't know, but he's recovering from that awful head injury from that attack, that yeah, home invasion terrible. attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he he was wearing hats. You know, can you imagine how how bad that was? Yeah. He had to have surgery, so it's he's had a, a tough time. Yeah, but he's got a lot of money. Yes, and Paul Pelosi does. Yes, he's not squeegeeing windshields for uh, uh, no, no, they, New Yorkers. No, they, no, no. He, they own the Pelosi's own San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, they do. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco is in the in the toilet right now with the homeless and 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 drug addiction problems among the homeless. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not a safe city anymore. People do not, you know, people who are who live there um, bemoan the fact that it has gone downhill. And I don't know what property values are like. They were always high. You know, San Francisco was, a, you know, top of the town, you know, the top town of the top city of the country. And now, you know, you have to be careful where you go, especially if you're a tourist. Yeah. Uh, well, there's no doubt. I, I was there. It was. It's just a disaster. Mm. 
it's uh, it's scary. Even, uh, you know, I think I said this, but uh, mm -hmm. I, yeah, you mentioned something. You were in a cab or some, and then did they tell you don't you know walk at your own risk or something? Yeah. Like well, that? the thing is, I called up a uh, when I was on the you know on the train coming from the I think it's a a, a, a tram uh, coming from the airport to wherever the. Uh, there was a like a, a you know high end hotel either a Marriott or something along those lines, and and mm -hmm. I called them up, and, and I said do you have rooms and they said we do. They said where are you coming from and I said well from the tram. He said do you have do you have luggage with you you know and I said yeah of course, and and he says um, I, he said yeah be careful walking. I said how far are you and he says oh, we're like 400 feet, uh, you know it, which. The guy was basically saying, look, there's people hanging out outside our hotel that, that are going to probably rob you. And that's what he was. Oh uh, yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah. San Francisco is a disaster. I mean, absolute disaster. So, I mean, if Nancy um, and and uh, and Paul own San Francisco, they, they might want to give it a little update. They might want to throw a little spit shine on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. But, this, but, but this is happening all over. A lot of cities have, I don't know, in, since the pandemic, since before the pandemic, have really started to see, you know, bad days. They have really gone down, uh, you know, they've taken a very dark path. And with this fentanyl inf infusion, uh, it's it's horrible. And, and the fentanyl, I think, you know, it's coming through Mexico. I think it's, I think it's being funded by China. I think this is one of China's... Uh, secret ways of, of bringing us down first it was covid now it's fentanyl and who knows what's next yeah listen i i don't disagree i mean something's going on and it's it's concerted it's a concerted effort it's not just you know these these low-end drug dealers doing it something serious like there's serious money behind this fentanyl push yeah yeah i think it's and it's definitely coming it's, it's china i mean it's yeah my way of mexico yeah, no, listen, I, no argument here. Uh, Melissa Itelljoran.com, everyone. Frank McKay here with Melissa. Uh, how is our own mayor doing, um, and and how how do we look compared to the— we're not as bad as San Francisco. That uh, When I say us, uh, I should let everybody know we're talking about New York City, um, and you and I are in the suburbs and and have lived there. You you uh, you were from Maspeth, right? So you were in the, mm -hmm. you were in the city, and you went to— Columbia, right? So you went to school yeah. in the city, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and I spent a, a tremendous amount. I still spend a tremendous amount of time, a little less lately, uh, in the city. But uh, it is—it's not—it's um, not great. Uh, that's for sure. How is our mayor doing? Um, you know, he's taken over from maybe one of the worst mayors of all time in De Blasio. But how is Eric Adams doing? No, he's. I don't know. I think you know he's he, he's always making the headlines. And and uh, recently, what did he say? Yes, he said he, he had a, an epiphany that that God told him 30 years ago that he, that he was going to be mayor in 2021. Um, this is one of his latest um, latest stories. I don't know. He's told us to a church. You know, he sometimes he gets in really into it and he thinks he forgets what his real job is and, and he decides well i'm a prophet now <laughs> so he had yes he received word from god this was divinely um ordered that um he would become mayor in 2021 so okay um he took some flack for that yeah and well then, I, I imagine he would 
Yes, he took some flack for that. And then, um, uh, what was the other time? Um, oh, yes, he had a um, he attended a meeting of the the, the rent control um, uh, the rent board the how in, in New York in New York City. They meet every year to decide how much they're going to increase. Uh, the uh, rents in New York. There are people who have been living under rent stabilization. Yep. They inherited apartments or whatever, and uh, they've they've lived. Um, they they've hung on to their apartments for um, market value, less than market value rates. And they, many of them were complaining, "Well, cost of living. I can you know we can't afford any more rent increases." And while the landlords say, "Well, we can't pay our bills. We can't pay our taxes. You know this is ridiculous. We've got we have you know we have obligations as well." But there are people there who've hold, held on to their apartments under you know below market rate um, amounts, and this is the big you know the, the big controversy. So he attended one of these meetings, these public hearings. That's what it was—a public hearing. And one of one of the participants approached him. Uh, well, she got she was called on. She got her turn just to, to speak, and she was point kept pointing her finger. She was very incensed. She's she's an activist. She doesn't own an, she doesn't rent an apartment there, but she represents renters. She she's an activist, and she also happens to be uh, come from a family of Holocaust survivors. I think she was. Her parents wow. were expecting her in the camp. Her mother was pregnant with her in one of the camps, and um, she was probably born in a DP camp, a displaced persons camp, or someplace wow. like that. And so she she has a big. You know, she, she's in her. Um, she would be in her 80s, and she was incensed. And she said, "Look, you're doing this to us. You're doing that to us, Mr. Mayor. We can't afford this." And he said, "Don't you talk to me." Don't you talk to me like I'm on the plantation. You know, he was oh really my God. angry. Oh, yeah. I didn't even You're hear this. Rude. Yeah, yeah. This was all over the news. I'm the mayor. You owe me respect. You should talk to me in a certain way. Do not point your finger. Don't do, you know, that, that's another news headline. You know, another viral, you know, confrontation. That, and so, you know, he, yeah, I don't think he answered. He just said, to her, I already answered your question. And he just, I don't know if he, he dropped the mic or whatever. He just stormed yeah. out. Wow. Yeah, you, I'm surprised. And by the way, to, to talk to a Holocaust um, family like that—that's very, very. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's a very bad idea. Always, just like you know, with yeah. gold star families. Mm-hmm. Uh, but know. I don't know if he knew. I don't know if yeah. he knew. Maybe he did. But the the point was, she was. He didn't like the tone, the manner in which she was he, she was speaking to him. She did say, "Mr. Mayor." She didn't just say, "You," you know. Right. Listen up here, but she was angry, and she didn't. You know, she was. She's representing these people. She's representing a big, you know, a section of of renters, and she was clearly un, unsatisfied and, and 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 distressed over what she was hearing. But he felt that he was he was being uh, rudely treated by her. What, he what? saw this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying um, he saw this as an attack on him. And it, and I don't know, maybe he wanted to score points, you know, with, you know, with his his constituents by saying, don't treat me like a slave on the plantation, that kind of thing. Wow. Uh, did he did he uh, give any kind of apology when he found out her, her family history? Did no, he Did he dial know. back anything? No, 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 not at all. Um. Hmm. I'm sure his supporters agreed with him, but a lot of people said, you know, she 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 was she addressed you as Mr. Mayor. Yes, she was upset, 
but she didn't disrespect you. She wasn't thinking of putting you in the place of a, a slave, you know, on the plantation. But he, he perceived it as such. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, listen, uh, very, uh, you know, very costly words when you start saying things like that. I remember when, uh, when Prince, uh, the late, you know, rock star, right? Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. I remember when he said something uh, when... You know what was it? Paisley Park was uh, was his his label, but I'm trying to think of what what the mother label was, whether it was Columbia or, or CBS. But he said something. I I think when they offered him only a hundred million, and so um, he was like, uh, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm being treated like a slave. Uh, I think you know mm -hmm. Prince needed a I think Prince needed a um, a history lesson. And maybe yeah. <laughs> Mayor Adams needs a history lesson. Yes, a history refresher course. Yeah, <laughs> on on what slavery was uh, was about and what those uh, you know those those poor uh, people had to endure. Uh, yeah, a little different than being asked a, a poignant poignant question or a pointed question at you, Frank McKay. Here, much more importantly, Melissa Itelljuran dot com. Everyone, Frank McKay here with Melissa. Uh, yeah, it, it's. Politicians uh, have to learn uh, there are certain things that, you know, don't go overboard with. Be very, you know, sacred um, uh, respect to, you know, to slaves, right? Don't don't compare yourself to a slave if um, if unless you're you're, you're being engaged. And, and by the way, slavery is still going on in, in certain places and, you yeah. know, you know, sex trafficking and. Oh, and, yeah. and all of that. So slavery is not over. It's uh, it's no, it's not dead. No, that, it's very much alive. And then anything to do with the Holocaust uh, or Hitler, uh, you know, these are sacred. That nine eleven, you know, is uh, is is a uh, is a sacred moment. You got to watch what you say about nine eleven. Yeah. But uh, mm -hmm. boy, plantation. I I don't know. I I think he's got to be be careful there. Um, I guess the question. And you, you may have answered it already. The question I had is one day, one day, uh, is Eric Adams, uh, mayor of New York City, uh, if he has success here and he gets some national notoriety, will Eric Adams one day be thinking, you know what, maybe I'll make the White House? I, I mean, he's, he's very ambitious. He's got a healthy ego, right? He's not afraid of publicity. And I know Eric Adams for years and years. I knew him as a senator. Um, my question to you, is he somebody who uh, could, I mean, he, you know, uh, Gavin Newsom was once the, the mayor of, uh, I think, San Francisco, uh, you know, and, and then he, uh, he made his way to the, uh, the governorship. Uh, is, Eric, is Eric Adams somebody we could look at now and say, you know what? You know, he might have his eyes on bigger prizes uh, somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, oh, I'm sure it's always always weighs on on Eric Adams. I'm sure it does. You know, he's he said before many times, "I'm the Biden of New of Brooklyn." <laughs> oh wow, uh, you might want to take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's such a great thing to. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Well, look, we're we're talking generally, and we started out talking about uh, about Trump, Biden, DeSantis. You got into a little bit about Gavin. You mentioned um, 
a, you know, a, a growing field for Republicans. And every once in a while, we have these drop-ins. Haven't had dropouts yet, as you mentioned. Uh, anybody recently drop in that we haven't mentioned? Um, let's see. Larry Elders is on the Republican roster now. Radio show host, right? Yes, from California. Yes, I don't know where that is going to go. Um, probably where the other candidacies go to. Yeah, right. We don't know where anything's going, is my point. I, I mean, everything's up in the air, and yeah, we yeah. don't even know. Like, I, right now, and I think I said to you off, Mike, you know, right now it looks like Trump is uh, is, is well ahead of um, well ahead of DeSantis. And you kind of said, well, for how long and, and how long do we know? And I think that's the proper uh, thought process. We don't know how long Trump is going to be ahead of De, uh, no. DeSantis. Uh, anything can happen. What what are we watching? Is there a, is there a date? Is there a uh, is there a moment coming up that we can kind of put our eyes on um, that could be a game changer? Well, the the first Republican debates will be soon. I think by the end of the summer. That doesn't mean John Trump will be there. He won't because in his mind he's already cemented the the top position. But for how long? And you know we don't know when you know the next indictment is coming. And there's already these these court trials that are looming. Um, and also the big question is what's going to happen with DeSantis? He seems to be, I don't know, I wouldn't, I'm not saying flatlining, but he's stagnant. And he, and he said a lot, number of things that have, that have put him in a bad light it, the, that uh, many people feel make him a, make him look more arrogant than he already was. Which is <laughs> and, hard. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and instead of, I don't know, um, Instead of trying to uh, adjust his image to make it more uh, appealing or at least um, uh, acceptable or, or, or understandable to the general public, he's inflamed his position even more. And I don't know who's advising him. I, I suspect it's his wife. His wife is, I don't know, she's the, the I think she's the dragon lady of, of the campaign. <laughs> You know, she's in this as much as, you know, she's in it for for herself as much as he's in it for himself. And I think it's not good. I think he needs a, he needs a different perspective. He, he needs different advisors because this isn't going to win over people. He's not jumping up in the in the polls. Now, you know, we're we're so early now in, in this process that I think we can't make actual predictions. Maybe the psychics are. But um, I haven't heard any, yeah, any you know, any, any, uh, uh, projections of, of, of clear front runners. I know it seems like it's going to be Biden, Trump, but you know, at this point, I think it's so it, it, it's so crazy that anything can change. And I think you know we have to see what happens once we get into the fall and closer to the beginning of, of 2024. Yeah, you know, we always say it's an old adage in politics that nobody's paying attention until after Labor Day, and we just passed Fourth of July here. And, you know, it's, you know, really nobody is paying attention until Labor Day. Uh, We do have between Labor Day and now, we do have Iowa. And, uh, you know, I guess that's August, right? We're going to start seeing things uh, emerge in August. And I think people are already going there. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things will start to pick up. But you're not, I wouldn't say you're going to see great, you know, uh, great, Appearances, great, you know, great scenes where we're, we're going to talk the issues. I don't think so. I think we'll see the, you know, the the, the cast of a thousand. You know, it's the Republican stage is growing day by day, month by month. 
um, they, they'll battle it out between, you know, amongst themselves, and they'll say, well, Trump doesn't want to come here, and he, you know, look what he's done, and he's in deep, you know, he's in hot water, and, and because of him, I mean, they're already, you know, there's already infighting. I mean, um, DeSantis uh, criticized Trump on, on gay rights, you know, Trump, you know, you know, DeSantis in Florida wanted the, wanted wants to ban certain books, and he has. And yes, I understand advocating for children, underage children, saying you know we shouldn't be forcing uh, uh, sexual orientation decisions on children who are barely in kindergarten. I understand that. That's true. I agree. But I think you can't you can't start you know you know baiting people and saying oh he's pro this pro that anti gay. I mean DeSantis comes across as totally anti everything. In, in that realm, I don't think that's going to that can win an election, and yeah. I think he's got to change his tone. I don't know who's advising him. I suspect it's his wife. As I said, she seems to be the dragon lady yeah. in all this. She does not come off very well. Uh, people are not uh, enthusiastic about her uh, participation. I think she's she's giving off bad vibes, and uh, but she's she is she's got a lot invested in this. This is a this is as much a big thing for her as it is for him but he's he's not rising in the polls now things can change and i think uh, as we go you know as we go on further we're going to see that uh you know trump is going to be hit with a lot of you know legal woes and he may be you know wiping his hands of it and brushing them aside but you know there are reports coming out that he's on tape saying this he's He's done that, and I, I don't know. He, I don't know how he can possibly conduct a presidential campaign and and have realistic expectations of, of winning. And with Biden, I, I don't know. I think the party the, the is, is behind the scenes. The the powers that be of the party are working behind the scenes to try to figure out what to do. Yeah. Well. You know, uh, Melissa, I tell John.com, everyone is a great place to check out the documentaries. As I keep saying, Frank McKay here with Melissa. Uh, let me ask you, you said something's coming up on tape. We remember what, what he said, the horrible stuff that he said to Billy Bush on tape, and that came out. Uh, what are we hearing is on tape now? Is there anything you could share with us? Yeah, well, it had to, it was recently, uh, it was released recently uh, regarding his papers uh, he was, you know, he. I, I didn't realize he was. He was. Um, collab- well, I don't know if he was collaborating, but he was allowing someone um, to write a to write a book about him. This is, of course, post 2020. This is at Mar-a-Lago, and he was saying it was caught on tape. I wonder why do they have to tape every conversation? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, who the hell's taping? why? Right. Yeah. Why? Are they broadcast? We're taping because we're broadcasting. Are they planning right. on broadcasting? No, it's really odd, but he's, I don't know why he said what he was saying. I don't know if he was saying it in jest. He's saying, well, you know, I, I, I've got these papers. I could have declassified them. I could have done this, you know, but you know what? This is, what if I did this? What I mean, you know, very cavalier, and I don't even know if he realized what he was saying. I think he put his, his, his foot in his mouth because that just came out to show all people are saying now, oh, see, he knew what he was doing. He thinks he can lie. He's, he's stupid. He doesn't realize what everybody sees right through him, you know, and Oh, it's just yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it it really is, and I, I I've never seen anything like this. And and you know, again, we've seen craziness. You know, we've seen all of that, but we have an ex president vying to run 
to regain his his spot against a at the time anyway both you know and we should say at the time um against a current president who is uh you know is suffering at least from partial early onset dementia right i mean it's am i am i overstating that um do you those are the rumors right you know we've seen him um by the way, uh, we we also heard, and I, uh, this is a little little too uh, cavalier on the on the Republican side, but I've heard people say, "Did you hear Hunter left cocaine around the White House?" And and then you you um uh, you, you know you look under the surface a little bit, and I, I don't know if eight hundred people have been in and out of there, other than Hunter uh, Hunter Biden. Um, and but immediately everybody jumped. Did you hear about this? Cocaine was found in the White House. Yes, the cocaine found in I don't know where was this. They, first they said it was a public place, or if it was in, um, it was near the near the West Wing. Now, visitors come every every well not every day, but a few times a week. There are tours. I don't know if a visitor had cocaine on him or her, and said, "Oops, you know." Let me yeah. just sit right here and adjust my and, and tie my shoelaces, and the cocaine fell out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> I don't know. It's, of course, the obvious answer is, oh, it's Hunter. Hunter yeah. brought it with him. Well, the, the fact is, Hunter and the rest of the family were not there when right. this was discovered. They were all at Camp David or someplace like that. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very silly when people uh, when people immediately jump to that. It, it takes credibility away from what. Hunter really has done, or or possibly has done, uh, when they when they start blaming him, blaming him for cocaine in the White House. I mean, let's uh, let's face it, that's not a uh, uh, that that's not a smart play by by Republicans if they're in fact saying uh, things that are like that. I, you know, I think that comes from radio, right? I mean, uh, a lot of radio hosts say that, or it comes from social media and and people who just just assume oh hunter biden's done cocaine that must be hunter biden's cocaine that's uh that's right. there that's, that's him it's, it's obvious it's hunter it's probably got his initials on the back <laughs> that's right the vial hj sorry hb don't touch <laughs> yeah. what, what what are we hearing about him is he is he having any effect uh he is a lightning rod that's for sure hunter biden is is uh, far worse for for Joe Biden than uh, than anybody else in his family. Um, Hunter Biden is is the lightning rod in the in the Biden family. Well, every family, every what well, almost every every um, first family has a, a, a you know a, a an embarrassment. Um, a black sheep. Right. <laughs> black sheep. Uh, Ro- Roger Clinton, Billy Carter. You know, we we spoke about that. Um, yes. Not Ron Reagan Jr. It wasn't him, right? It wasn't no. there. Was there another one uh, in the Reagan I don't family? I think it was a black sheep. I mean, with President Reagan, I think it was more about his daughter trying to run for Senate, uh, Maureen Reagan, and they dissuaded her. She was the vocally political one, and then the, well, the children, the other children from the from his marriage with Nancy, they were so, um, you know, out, the, out. I guess out of you know, but left of center, and they made a lot of controversial statements and. But they were they were loyal, I think, to their father, even though they criticized their upbringing. They criticized their parents. Um, I, I think um, Ron Jr. started out as a ballet dancer. Yeah, for, that's right. Uh, that's what it was. 
and he got him. He was laid off, and they and they documented him going to the unemployment office to pick up his check. And he said, "No, I don't want to. I don't want special treatment. I'll wait in line for my check." Yeah. And the other girl, the the girl, his sister, um, uh, um, Nancy Davis. Nancy Davis, yeah. right? She's the actress, and she's the you know she was the the California type, you know, the rich California yeah. type with the left wing views. And she said she had a horrible upbringing, and her parents were distant, and uh, she wants to do what she wants, you know, when she wants. She became, she she said some unflattering things about her relationship with her mother. I wouldn't say I wouldn't put that on the same level as, as Hunter Biden. They just didn't agree with their parents. That's all. Uh, they just, you know, they they were um, they, they they were they went contrary. You know, they went against the grain. And um, and and then um, Reagan also had a son from his first marriage, Michael Reagan, who became a real conservative commentator, and he used to spar with Ron Jr. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, on television, and say, you know, Dad said, "What's wrong with him? Why doesn't he have children?" <laughs> Things like that, and they don't. Ron Jr. never had children. He and his wife instead decided to adopt cats. So that's <laughs> <laughs> those are their children. The cats are their children. Get yeah, off their yeah. Back. So look, that's their life. What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> hey, a lot of people. Let's face it. There's a lot of people yeah. that uh, that are opting for. Uh, for cats over kids and dogs over kids, and you know, right, look, right. that happens. Melissa, I tell Joran.com, everyone, Frank McKay here with Melissa. Um, look, we started out with uh, with the idea that this is all up in the air. Uh, it's if if you don't understand that, uh, you know, you're listening to us and you and, and you think anything is set in stone, you are more op- optimistic than than we are. I just don't I just don't see it being clear cut. And anything could change, dramatically change. Um, and again, I asked this before, but what, uh, you know, kind of in closing, what uh, what can we expect next? Is it coming down to Iowa? Will it come down to another indictment? Um, what, are we, what are we expecting next to be the big shoe to drop uh, on either side? Well, there's always been talk of indicting Biden. I think Marjorie Taylor Reno was in uh, Lauren Boebert. One of them started talking about indicting, uh, at least starting with indicting Merrick Garland and then going up to Biden. Uh, there's always been talk. I can't see what they, unless they, they come out with a strong connection that, you know, um, there was money chain, you know, money going uh, exchange between China and the Biden family. I mean, these are the rumors that that, that Biden um, Biden's son got in it was was in the middle of this whole thing where where the money was being you know funnel to the family and the big guy was joe and and uh yeah that's just you know until it's proven i don't see that happening i know it doesn't look good it's you know there were they were all everybody all these politicians seem to have skeletons in their closets but i think trump's trump's looks really bad even though he's got a graveyard he's got a graveyard yes he's got a graveyard that's a great way to put it yes wow well listen melissa it's it's going to be interesting to watch it uh, all develop, and it's just, I, you know, look, it, it is, it, it is, uh, it is going to change. Uh, we don't know when it's going to change, uh, but right now, if you had to make a prediction, do you believe it's it's Trump versus Biden? Oh God, um, as it stands now, uh, for lack the of answer, it might be maybe, thing. right? 
maybe but you know what we're we're in you know we have the front row seats to what's going to happen we're going you know there are going to be this is not going to be a, bore, a boring election a year i think it's going to be very intriguing um if things don't go as if they don't seem to to stay the way they are now as they appear it's going to be intriguing to see what comes down uh, next year um, right now, it's just we, we we see every every week somebody you know jumps on board for the Republicans, you know I, I mean I, you know you or I could do that if we wanted we could just say hey we want to <laughs> run but we yeah. need a place to go so we will take the Republican side you know because they, they have they have empty slots so why not, what the hell you know <laughs> <laughs> jump in the water's fine and yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to see a lot of that happen uh, Melissa as always we thank everyone for tuning in yes. We do. We're so grateful for all of you, and you know, we enjoy the enjoy the beginning of summer. I mean, summer's underway. Yeah. And um, I hope everyone had a safe and happy fourth. Yeah. Right. Same here, guys. Uh, uh, enjoy the summer. It's uh, you don't know how many we'll have left, and uh, you know, it, it gets very very hot. And just uh, just enjoy it. By the way, uh, Melissa, I think in Texas mm -hmm. they were hitting like 110 and 115. Oh, wow. Yeah, and mm -hmm. San Antonio had something like that. It was just uh, it was just crazy. So uh, we don't have that. Everybody, if they have that, uh, enjoy um, enjoy that in the air condition in somewhere. You know, that's the best yes. way to enjoy that. Mm -hmm. But enjoy the sunshine at least. Melissa, thank you. Oh, thank you, Frank, and thanks to everyone. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Jorn Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.